nay, for what they evolved to do, to help us thrive without the need for modern technology and industry. If that sounds appealing to you, I hope you'll join me for the Fall 2020 Buckskin Revolution Online Skills Gathering, an eight-week learning experience designed to work within any schedule. It involves pre-recorded classes, live interactive sessions, and online community learning support from both myself and your fellow students. The need for these skills has never been more pressing, and Buckskin Revolution is working hard to bring them to you. I hope you can join us. Get connected with yourself and the world around you at buckskinrevolution.com. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Francisco, what are you doing this week? Come join Mutiny Radio Presents for four different comedy shows supporting local businesses in the Mission District and beyond. On Sunday, join us in the Tenderloin at Resolute Wine Bar, 678 Geary for Barrel of Laughs at Resolute, an amazing comedy show with the best wines curated by It's Bug Out Square. It's Tuesday. It's uh, Fat Tuesday. And uh, uh, Fat Tuesday means Wednesday is uh, dry. Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've been hearing his name all over the land. 
Yes, yes, yes. It's Black History Month. Well, why? Uh, third show in, man. Uh, I'm getting. It's getting rave reviews. You know, the the harshest critics have accepted my sets uh, the first two so we got a we got a good i got a big old chunk of music um it's gonna be good i don't know i may be taught i apologize for not uh communicating much the last couple weeks but um god you know sometimes when you're feeling the music it's just like well what am i gonna do just come here and start jabbering so those are kind of a gift uh to all of us who like to listen to like long stretches of good music so uh, uh you know it's bug out square it's unalgorithmicable it's beyond the math sleeping in some good warm place man come along and we give him a little race was that a vigilante man Preacher Casey was just a working man And he said, unite all you working men Killed him in the river Some strange man was that A vigilante man Vigilante man Why does a vigilante man Carry that sodo shotgun in his hand Would he shoot his brother and sister down I rambled around from town to town I rambled around from town to town and they herded us around like a wild herd of cattle was that the vigilante men have you seen that vigilante man have you seen that vigilante man i've heard his name all over the land We were snatched from our native land. Herded like cattle onto the stifling slave ships. Tossed rudely onto the shores of the new world. We who spoke Igbo, Hausa, and Ifik were forced to learn our master's native tongue. Our tribal customs that we had followed for centuries were outlawed. The order of the day was to follow the whims of our master. Learn and speak only his language. Worship only his God. Imitate only his culture. Learn what he wanted us to learn. This, this was, was the, the curriculum, curriculum of, of the black, black man's first school in America.
It's such a cool uh, experience. This is so rad to be here, and um, you guys have a really cool job. You get to just listen to stories all the time, and it's an honor to be here and, and, um, and I guess, tell you ours and play music with you. Um, by the way, sing if you want and, and dance. I don't know if it's awkward and you're, you're, in, you're in your workplace, but, um, you know, uh, we're just very happy to be here. Thank you, guys. This, uh, this song that Taylor and I are going to play is called 26, and um, it's sad. <laughs> I don't, um, it's 
been really interesting playing the new songs on the record because a lot of them are dancey and happy, but I think this one's sort of uh, is the maybe the most um, transparent, I, I think, and not covering up the emotions. So, you know, hope we don't, hope we don't bum you out too much. Here we go. <laughs>
Okay. Wipe those tears. <laughs> All right, we're gonna play one more. Um, thank you guys so much for having us. The song's called Fake Happy. Hope it works. NPR's Tiny Desk Concerts. Boy, do I love that. All, everything on that is just amazing, and I love to replay it. Might <laughs> might play some Amy Mann just to 
be a jerk because I love her so much. Uh, but we're gonna we'll get right back here to some other music. Thanks for listening to MutinyRadio.fm. Coming back next week, Racers Alley, yeah. Razor's Alley coming back to this spot 6 to 8 here Thursdays. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. So super stoked they're coming back. Wade and Alex. Okay, and until then, uh, let's play some more music. Segregation, determination, demonstration, integration, activation, humiliation, obligation to my name.
So this is Jonathan Colton, and our two new arrivals are Jamie Edwards on keyboards and Paul Bryan on bass. And this song is called You Never Loved Me. It's another extremely cheerful, optimistic <laughs> number.
Thank you. It's called Goose Snow Cone.
This is called patient zero. Dear God. Thank you guys so much. Jenny Edwards, Paul Bryan, Jonathan Colton. And Amy Mann. That was Amy Mann. All right. I'm sorry I'm being a terrible DJ, but boy, do I like Amy Mann. I mean, oh, she's taught me so much about songwriting recently. Not that I have any aptitude for that or, I mean, whatever. 
artists artists gotta create am i right <laughs> all right i'm gonna play some more bughouse square until i get excited about next week razor's alley coming back and lunch crate lunchbox milk crate <laughs> milk crate with his great music alex and uh wade great guys uh talking about bikes playing good music but right now some bughouse square
I'm going down in Louisiana, baby, behind the sun. I'm going down in Louisiana, honey, behind the sun. You know, I just find out my trouble just begun. I'm going down in New Orleans, get me a mojo hand. Down in New Orleans, get me a mojo hang. Oh, take me with you, man, when you go. I'm gonna show all you good-looking women just how to treat your man. Let's go back to New Orleans, boys. Someone else. 
was just there. Brandon. And uh, we did uh, Stone Free. That's an awesome tune. Uh, before that was from the uh, um, Watts Stacks record. And uh, it was a, a concert music from, uh, oh, God, was it? Uh, anyway, I think it was a, a uh, concert to benefit the Watts community in L.A. It's, that's, that's what I'm guessing. I could open this up and read, and, and, then, and then we would be over, but I'm not. I'm going to leave a little mystery. I'm throwing that down on the ground. Before that, James Brown, I'm Black and I'm Proud, from that uh, Say It Loud record. Muddy Waters from the uh, actual record that Mick Jagger was carrying when he met Keith Richards. Uh, the Best of Muddy Waters. Um, this is the actual record. I'm holding now. It's uh, it's not. But uh, we did um, Louisiana Blues. Bob Marley and the Wailers. We did and we did um, uh, uh, Want More. God, that's a great song, man. I love that band. Gil Scott, Gil Scott Heron. Oh, uh, I don't know. Something's happening now. I get like notifications on my computer, and I, I have nothing. Uh, I never did that. I never set that up. And <laughs> it's never done that before. Now, uh, I hate when they do that. We're doomed, man. We're doomed. <clears throat> Gil Scott Heron uh, from South Africa to South Carolina. We did South Carolina. Again, Sean? No, not again. What are you talking to me? I play that song probably a couple times a year. Uh, Temptations. We uh, did uh, balls, <laughs> balls of Confusion. And we opened up with uh, a cut off of, or a bit off of, the Afro-Americans' Quest for Education. It's a Black Odyssey. Adventures in Negro History, Volume 3. Uh, I got these records from a friend, uh, Barbara, a real soul sister. She was, that I, um, her husband was, uh, helped me a great deal. And um, he passed. And um, she's still, she's still strong. And she was moving out to another place and put out um, what well, was going to put out records. And <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, well, I'm going to, um, uh, you know, they're going to the junk. And I'm like, no, 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 no. So I got a bunch of records. And uh, that was one of them. That's what we opened up with. Uh, yeah. So I got this banjo, you see, and, um, I'm trying to look on work on my rolls <laughs> and and I'm not I'm not uh yeah it's it's uh it's hard um I don't know why it's it's one of those things where it's these like repetitive patterns and you do them and I can do like maybe two or three and then everything goes um haywire uh but um I'm going to get the banjo and maybe I'll um uh, try to play something for 
All right, so we'll we'll try to. All right, my uh, <laughs> this is great, great radio, great radio. Um, we got that, we got that up.
Ladies and gentlemen, fine, fine welcome. Fine to know that you feel this way and that you people have accepted my being able to sub for Johnny. Quite a bit of difficulty around earlier this evening. I was in Johnny. The war behind the door. She sees me and she says, Hi. <laughs> Fine, so they're having fun. You know, that's the main thing about <laughs> Quite often, some of my uh, best stories are stories that have been given to me by people. The other day, a little old lady stopped me and told me a story. I liked it, too. <laughs> she said it was her favorite story. I knew it would be a great story, because I have a very high regard for little old ladies. 
I admire them. I admire them because they're cool. <laughs> little old ladies are very cool. Very cool. That's how you get to be a little old lady. <laughs> You gotta be very cool. More little old ladies than there are little old men. <laughs> Anytime a little old lady tells me something, I say, yeah, little old broad. <laughs> well, let me tell you the story, then you'll see. I like it. Visualize a street in a large metropolitan area. Coming up the street is a horse-drawn wagon. Painted in large letters on the side of the wagon, there's a sign that says, I! There's a little fat guy driving the wagon. He's yelling at the top of his voice, yelling, Boys! Boys! Get your eyes! A woman calls from the upper floor of an apartment building. She wants ice. She yells down at a guy. She says, I want some ice. <laughs> Say, bring me a piece, honey. Said, I want a 25-cent piece. <laughs> The guy cuts a 30-cent piece because the lady lives upstairs. No elevator in the building. By the time he gets up there, it'll be 25 cents up. <laughs> I threw that in. The little old lady didn't tell me that. <laughs> he enters the building, leaving the horse and wagon at the curb, which I thought was very practical. <laughs> well, no sense carrying that damn horse and wagon up there. <laughs> While he's in the building, there's a fella passing along the street. As the guy gets abreast of the wagon, the horse turns and says, What a life. The guy said, What'd you say? The horse and I said, What a life. I say that because the little fat guy who owns the wagon never takes the time to consider what it's like being the horse. He said, Five days a week, he makes me pull this ice wagon. And Saturday, he sells rides to the kids at a dime a ride. And Sunday, it's all day around the park, $3 an hour. That's why I say, What a life. Well, said, does he know you can talk? <laughs> the horse said, heck no, and don't tell him either. If you do, he'll make me yell ice. Wait, 
Thanks for doing what you got to do to do. This has been Bug Out Square. It's uh, Mutiny Radio on the corner of 21st in Florida where it's always flat and sometimes sunny. It's, uh, it's wet now. So until next week, be as best you can and help those who can't. extended version I'll take the opportunity to tell you what we listened to before that we had Shirley Bassey doing Goldfinger we had the Commodores Brickhouse Flip Wilson from uh, The Devil Made Me Do It Harry Belafonte uh, uh, Tell Me Mom's Back Home uh, something like that um, Stanley Clark uh, uh, yeah. Take My Mother Home Stanley Clark, School Days, Title Cut, Ohio Players, uh, Roller Coaster, Love. Love. Now next week.
Buckskin Revolution Online Skills Gathering, an eight-week learning experience designed to work within any schedule. It involves pre-recorded classes, live interactive sessions, and online community learning support from both myself and your fellow students. The need for these skills has never been... It's six o'clock. It's time here at mutinyradio.fm and .sf for outdoor comedy, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna put on a little Miles Davis. We're gonna chill out and listen to the dulcet tones of jazz here as we get ready for a great show out on the street, socially distanced, everyone wearing masks, hilarious comics. Can't wait for it. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. We'll be right back. 
don't know you. Uh, you already have comedy pneumonia. I'm going to run around. Here we go. Yay! Yeah! You already have comedy pneumonia? You cold? You bundled up, Buttercup? You okay? You're going to be... Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. It's good to keep the mask on. It's one of the only good things about the mask is we get to be perpetually warm now. So that's nice. Also, it covers up my crepey neck. No one knows how old I am. Yay. I just got French Botox. That's when you cut bangs <laughs> for yourself. So with the mask and the sunglasses and the bangs, I mean, from behind, I look like I'm 22, you know? It's like, I always wanted to be, I mean, I never wanted to be pregnant, but I always wanted to be one of those pregnant women that you see them from the back, and they just look like a regular lady, and they turn sideways, and you're like, whoa! You're growing an alien inside you. That's cool. How'd you keep your ass so small? Kids? No, you guys are too young. Clearly. Too young. I have abortions older than you. I think that's it's true. I had my first abortion in 1995. That's 25 years ago. 26 now, if you can do the math. 26 years ago, I had my first abortion. And I only have one regret about that abortion. And that's, uh, you know, I didn't have the kid. Because right now I could be having sex with all of his friends. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> what was I doing? <laughs> Mistakes in my life. Uh, I've been dating. That's weird and uh, fun. You guys, you do, the, you do the dates. You do the internet. You do the Tinders and the Bumbles and the profiles and the stuff. I don't, I don't, I don't do the internet dating. Uh, some people say raise the bar. Some people say lower the bar. I say meet at the bar. Like, that's how you get it done. Oh, do we have to have a... But so I, I, don't, I don't have an internet profile. Uh, but I, 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 have been, I have been dating. And I feel like it's like, it's like trying on shoes. It, you know, you go and you, you like the pattern of the shoes. And you go, oh, those are cute shoes. But then the shoes are no good. They make your feet. You try to fit into the shoes. You're like, I'm going to try. And you walk around in the shoes for a minute. And they're just, oh, they just don't fit right. And, and then you get a blister. Do you know what I mean? It's just like dating. 
you end up getting a blister. That's a herpes joke for you guys. Anybody else? I'm, I'm more afraid of herpes than uh, COVID, by the way. I'm like, don't spit in my mouth, dude. I don't know you. I'm not afraid. <laughs> Gross. What am I going to get there? Good. Everyone's got the herp. No, they do. 70% of people have it. It's true. There's some San Francisco hygiene issues uh, that I've been dealing with personally. Uh, I, 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 found, I found these tights in a tree in the mission. These are tree tights. <laughs> That's a thing. Uh, my question is, if my tree tights don't smell like pee, do I have to wash them before I wear them? No. I've been wearing them for like 18 days, and now they smell like my pee. But I kind of like that. That's weird, right? Is that gross? Okay. I like to smell my pee. Uh, San Francisco hygiene question number two. When you're using the public restroom at Civic Center, do you leave the toilet seat up or down after you've been slamming heroin? Is that more of an etiquette question, really? I'm not sure. Uh, the last hygiene question. I'm trying to lower my carbon footprint. I don't know about y'all. So when I'm going number two, if I use the same teepee to wipe my nose and then my tushy, can I give my butthole herpes? Dermatologist says yes. Herpes simplex one and two, same herpes. Just location, location, location. I live in the Tenderloin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so nice. I always know that I'm dressed cute when I get propositioned for sex. <laughs> like, this is a cute outfit. Thank you. I, I, you cannot pay me for sex. You could get uh, ketamine maybe, but not, <laughs> no. but not like actual money. It's trade economy. I have been getting, I've been getting cat ca complimented, called. It's hard to tell. I don't know if they're compliments or cat calls. A gentleman uh, looked at me and he said, girl, you've been living a long time to look 22. Oh, that's a compliment, and I'm taking it. Thank you, sir. I look good. Walked by another gentleman, and he looked at me deep in the eyes, and he said, you look like you know something. <sighs> I've always wanted to be seen as smart, like you. You get me, you see me, so happy. I try not to wear skirts because I get unwarranted compliments. A gentleman said, girl, I like your skirt. Can I get under there and get a sniff? Ah! Ah, it's cat calling. Also, like, that's gross, bro. Like, why do you want to smell that dude's jizz? Like, that's, it's like your problem. That's like, it's like, y it's on you, man. Actually, it's all over me. It's all, <laughs> that's the problem. It's the, I do understand cat calling, I really do, because I have a kitten. Who has cats? Who loves cats? Cats! Cats, cats, cats! Yay! Bow to your alien overlords, the cats with one paw! Yes! I do, I do love cats, but I know, I try to cat call my cat all the time. I say, baby kitty, come here. I love you, baby kitty, come here. And then she ignores me, and I'm like, baby kitty, you get over here! She shows me her butthole, and I'm like, you are asking for it. And I run over, and I pick her up without consent, and I flip her over like a baby, and I kiss her on the mouth. It's cat calling. Doesn't work on cats either. It doesn't work on anybody. Sorry. That's not a COVID cough. That's, that's a weed cough. Every cough I have started with a fat bowl of weed. Don't worry. Don't worry about me. Uh, I, am, I am getting super old, though. 
I know that I'm old because I had to use my reading glasses to pack my bong. I forgot trichomes, bicomes. It's so pretty. <laughs> I left my reading glasses on. I looked up in the mirror and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> who is that? I am not pretty. I saw my wrinkles all close up. Ah! I like to beer goggle myself. That's why I try not to wear my glasses. Everything's so fuzzy and pretty. <laughs> Put Vaseline on the lens, Mr. DeMille. That's a, okay, Vaseline. Oof. Not a good lubricant. <laughs> well, I guess, anyways, I didn't mean to go there. I'm sorry, I've been dating. I've been thinking about weird things. I'm going through menopause, so I am horny as, like, the F word that I didn't use. Look how I started, like, woo! It's crazy. My eggs are screaming as they're getting out of my body. They're like, what's going on? They're screaming. The eggs are screaming. She doesn't have eggs yet. She's, um... I have like two eggs left. <laughs> I was really, I was really bummed out about the Super Bowl because like Tom Brady was playing or whatever and I guess he was doing well, but I'm kind of angry because I feel like we're misusing his natural talents. Like Tom Brady should not be on the field throwing footballs around. He should be locked in a closet hooked up to a jizz machine because we should be taking all of his sperm and giving it to everyone. Tom Brady babies for all. There is another astronaut in that nutsack. The next president is in that nutsack. I know it. I mean, I'm going through menopause and I have an IUD, but I would rip out my IUD with these sharp fingernails to put some Tom Brady sperm in there. Are you kidding me, a miracle baby? He's 44, I'm 46, we could have the next president. I'll be older than Joe Biden. Yeah, I'm not gonna live that long, it's fine. Uh, I got, I got a, a loan from the government to keep this place alive, a 30-year fixed loan. And I'm like, joke's on you, government. I'm not going to live 30 years. You think I'm paying you back? <laughs> right? 30 years. I'm old. That's, that's fun stuff. Uh, let me connect with you more before I, oh, yeah, this is the exciting thing about menopause. Like, I am crazy. I think I have... I think I have a homeless boyfriend now. Like, um, if gift giving is my love language, I've given him so many edibles, and the other day I gave him a puffy jacket and a pair of old jeans, and he was so excited, and I think that was my dowry, and we might we might be getting married, I don't know. I'm, I think next time he shares his chow mein with me, we're like a street, officially street kid married. He's cute. Hey, you're in a car, yay. Oh, there's a policeman. Police are cool. <laughs> you, you guys know any cool cops? You know any cool cops? Anybody like cool cops? Any cops when you're on the street and you're smoking a spliff and you're like, you cool cop? <laughs> you want a you hit, bro? San Francisco. Anybody ever done that? No? I'll, I'll, I'll close on a little white privilege thing since I was talking about the cops. I know that I have white privilege because I did this thing once in the mission and I didn't get arrested. Uh, it was 1.45 in the morning and I had cute shoes on and I had an outfit and I was like, and my feet hurt. And I was holding my shoes in the air and I was like, I need a cab, I need a cab. And what pulled up was a police car and they were like, well, what do you need help with, ma'am? And I was like, I need a cab. And they drove me home. The San Francisco PD put me in the back of the car and drove me to the Tenderloin. They're like, you really, you need to, we need to help keep you safe. I'm like, I know, I'm white, help me. 
No, it wasn't. It wasn't because I was white. It's because I'm a woman. I'm kidding. I'm putting back feminism so many years. That's the thing. If you're not going to wear your mask right now, at least you could smile at me for feminism. You know? Like you're not wearing your mask. Smile! Thank you. The guys inside get the feminist jokes. That's good. Close with a quick feminist joke here. Knock, knock. Feminism. I can get my own door. Thank you. <laughs> it's I think the precept of feminism. I don't know how it works. I don't read books. No, that's not true. I do. I do read books. A lot of women in the 70s burned bras and read books, so I could talk about my butthole on stage. Yeah. Which incidentally looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. It's meaty. I am old. <laughs> that just happens, whether you have a baby or not. <laughs> it's, ooh. it's a hemorrhoids joke. Did you guys get the, it wasn't a herpes joke. I don't have herpes on my butthole yet. <laughs> Sorry. Yay. Like a professional ending on a butt joke with herpes. Yay. Uh, so I'm your host tonight, Pam Benjamin. You can clap for me. Yay. Me. Uh. Yeah, and this is the perfect costume for today. I pulled together some Grey Gardens stuff. Ever, anybody know Grey Gardens? Yeah? Okay, so you know how she took, like, tops and skirts and flipped them upside down? This used to be a top. This was a top from, like, seriously, from, like, 1994. This was a top I used to wear. And today I was like, I think this is a skirt. I think this is the perfect costume for today. Little Edie Beal joke for you. All right. Are you ready to get this comedy started? Yeah. I'm Ben Benjamin. I'm from Mutiny Radio. I'm your host tonight. This is a jar that I'll be accepting money in later. Uh, we have a really great, huge lineup. And comedians from all over the place, from as far flung as Walnut Creek. <laughs> and, and even farther still, L.A. and all kinds of great places. Your first comedian, he's a lovely gentleman, and he shows up here on Mondays for the Joke Workshop. And this is his first showcase in front of an actual audience. So I need you to be the sweetest, kindest people and clap your hands in a wild, slappy-like motion for Ian Langlands, yay! Baggy. It's actually a lie. I, this is not my first time. I don't know where she got that information from. So you can, you can uh, raise your expectations for me now. Okay, comedy. Okay. Um, it's an interesting point Pam brought up is about herpes and COVID and what would you rather have? Because that's kind of a question that I've been having is like people that are actively dating right now and you're sitting across from them. Like, what are you thinking? Would you rather them have COVID or would you rather them have an STD? Because if they got an STD, then you just like have to tell all your sexual partners that you have it. Or if it's COVID, then you got to tell everybody you've ever met in the past like seven months. So I don't know what's more of a burden. That's just um, that's just me rambling. Um, okay, let's move on to something a little lighter. Does anybody have a loved one with dementia? That's an actual question. No, does anybody have dementia? By the way, anybody? No, I guess you, I guess you wouldn't remember anyway. Um, no, but my grandma has dementia, um, and I was. A few months ago, I was tasked with the uh, lovely quest to take care of her for a few hours. I don't know what I'm going to do. I I'm 21. I should be going out partying, and i got to take care of my demented grandmother. 
Um, you know, not, not how I would like to l- live that Saturday morning, but, you know, that's how it is. Um, and so I was worried that I had to do all this stuff with her, but really what you got to do with someone who has dementia, you just watch Game Show Network and make sure they don't jump off the balcony. Just <laughs> it's pretty easy, actually. Um, and I don't know what it is after you pass the threshold of being 70 years old, you just become, like, infatuated with game shows. I don't know what that is. And, sh- and she loves it. You know, she loves it. And then her favorite show came on which was Jeopardy, and uh, I-, I couldn't tell you why her favorite show was Jeopardy. Like, she couldn't recognize herself in the mirror, let alone, like, know who the leader of Prussia was in 1860. But she loves Jeopardy. So we're watching Jeopardy, you know. We're rolling, we're rolling, we're rolling. I'm just sitting, I'm trying to enjoy myself, and she turns to me and she goes, when did that man get here? And we're alone in the room. And I didn't know that this task was going to come with questions, so... <laughs> 